This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Joe Peterson. With me, as always, my good friend and co-host, Eric O'Branson, and longtime co-host, friend of the podcast, general person that hangs around in the ether, Ryan Steiskold. Guys, how you doing? Doing good. How are good. you? I, right. I love being that cosmic third wheel to this uh, wonder orgy that is the Video Junkyard Podcast. Well, you know, it's you funny are. that you brought up cosmic, you know, ethereal orgies. Um, because we're <laughs> Got two of those, right, with this review. <laughs> with this one, we're actually going to talk a bit about that tonight. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Any guys got any updates on anything before we jump into this one? Um, just that um, hopefully everybody had a happy Halloween. It's prior to Halloween as we're recording this, but... Um, you have just, uh, if you've been listening to the podcast, enjoyed our month-long uh, Halloween celebration, and we are into November now, so we're doing things a, l- a little bit um, differently. We're not just doing horror films anymore. Um, but anyway, just that that's really all I had to say was happy Halloween. Hopefully you got uh, some time to watch some good stuff. So, All right. Ryan? <laughs> that, oh, oh uh, fuck, shit. Um, uh, B, final answer. All Sorry, right, that's... then. Very well. <laughs> that's where so, I go. So, hopefully, if people have been following our social media posts about this one coming out, we are uh, kind of stepping away from horror for a little bit, like Eric said, because of our Halloween series ending, but not entirely, because the one that we're going to be talking about tonight uh, is actually a full moon production. So, it's a, a full moon entertainment, Charles Band. You know, this is the same guy that brought us Puppet Master and Demonic Toys and Trancers and Doll Man and a number of other things. This podcast never truly steps entirely away from horror. It's just that we could. I was, we're, we're not like saying we're, we're we're not setting down and saying we are doing a whole month of horror movies, right? Something, but like, <laughs> but this yeah. one even has some elements. So apparently, <laughs> back in the late '80s, early '90s, Charles Band had the rights to take care of a, doing a a Marvel property, and it didn't happen the way that he planned because about a few, look sounds like a few months before it went into production. They lost the rights, so they shuffled some things around and gave us this uh, 1992 American cosmic superhero film, Dr. Mordred. In a Manhattan apartment, Dr. M. Tom Mordred has stood guard between our world and the dark dimensions. Now, after centuries of waiting... Evil's ultimate warrior has arrived. Cabal is a demon who uses mortals to do his bidding. What difference does it make if I want this dying planet? A sorcerer is not a god. It would be beyond the apocalypse. 
Victor Mordred, Master of the Unknown. So, who's seen this one before? <laughs> I never even knew of its existence until you brought it up like last year when you're like, did you know they made this not quite Doctor Strange film? And then I've yeah. been curious about it since. Well, and my, Eric, had you seen it? Oh, yeah. No, my entire knowledge of this movie came from a video store poster. Um, <laughs> and that's it. Like, I don't even think our video store actually ever got this movie. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. I don't remember if you I don't know if you remember, Joe. So but... I, I, I know what you're talking about because they didn't ever have the movie. But what happened <laughs> is one time because Eric and I grew up in the same town and we hung out as kids. One time my dad and I went to that local video store and asked if they had any movie posters to sell to sell. And apparently they did for like the big blockbuster movies, but they also commonly got movie posters from uh, video distributors for every crap movie coming out. So they had boxes and boxes of B movie posters and they just <laughs> gave them to us. Of course. They yeah. And so my basement walls were lined with the most ridiculous movie posters you can imagine. And some of them went into my bedroom, including this one for Dr. Mordred. I had a couple of full moon posters, this and, and seed people. I remember you having yeah. seed people. I should, I yeah. probably remember this from your house more yeah. than I remember. From I the think video that store. might be it. Cause I had but this poster hanging yeah. up in my bedroom, but I never saw the movie. However, if you watched enough full moon movies, which I did, um, you would see previews for things like this. So I remember scenes from it, but I'd never actually watched it. All the way oh. Through. Wow. So this was a first viewing for all three of us. Wow. Yeah, quick question, quick one. question. Was was the poster what they had on the Tubi selection? Is that the same poster? 100%, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Because that, exactly I'm going to say it. Spoilers. That's the, that poster is, and art design is the best thing about this movie. Well, so it, it's... <laughs> but it directed, lies. It's directed by Charles and Albert Band, produced by Charles Band, and stars Jeffrey Combs, Jay uh, Avacone, Brian Thompson, who I want to talk about in a little bit, and mm -hmm. Yvette Napier, um... The basic concept for this one, um, I guess we can bring up uh, bring up bring up the old IMDb page for this uh, description. Because you mentioned Doctor you Strange, that's the basic <laughs> yeah. concept of this. That's one. the basic concept. Yeah, an <laughs> unspeakable not, evil has come into our dimension and wants to rule yeah. over Earth, and only a mysterious sorcerer known as Doctor Mordred can stop him. Yeah, it's you know I think that's what was striking about this is how much it is a Doctor Strange movie. Mm -hmm. it, it is you, with, with you can tell once you modification. I would, I would I would argue that it is a a dollar store equivalent of a Doctor Strange movie. Like oh, it course. is exactly like like oh hey you like Doctor Strange how about Doctor Mordred? It's like oh thank you. But, but knowing that they had the rights to do a Doctor Strange movie, and then mm -hmm. they lost those rights while in pre production. So yep. they, they shuffle things around, they change names, and they change some elements of the plot. They I threw in an obvious... They already had you know, a script, like, yeah. for the most part. Yeah. So they modified it. So literally, like, from what it sounds like, there were some plot elements that were changed. But they might as well have just changed names, yeah. from what it sounds like. I mean, mm. it, it sounds like essentially that's that's what they did. I think they changed the, like some of the details of how the like universe works and like uh mm -hmm. um like do yeah, for, kind of the, for, some like, of the background 
of, of Mordred and mm-hmm. um well like DM I'm just gonna call him DM it's just easier uh DM himself <laughs> isn't like this sorcerer supreme like like per like normal human turned humble after accident he's just this a mortal being from another fucking world yeah, another, like another dimension, dimension yeah who's lived there for a hundred years preparing for his like allegedly he, bff a, who's turned like, evil you know our our highlander we were talking about highlander characters like it, yeah. it, it seems a little bit similar to, to very them, uh, the immortals yeah i mean Kragen's essentially cabal same thing <laughs> yeah except i don't oh. know cabal so the villain in this one is an evil wizard who was actually mordred's uh, f- I guess a- a friend. friends, brothers. Yeah, they were brought up together in wizard played school. By, who is it? Shao Kahn from Mortal Kombat Two. It was played by yeah. uh, Brian Thompson. <laughs> Brian. Ah, who... Buffalo Bill from Joe Dirty Joe Dirt. Exactly. Yes, it is. <laughs> and the dude, if you look, this guy. I mean, he's been in. He was in Terminator. Oh, he was in Three he's Amigos. Been in so much stuff. He's been in Star Trek. He's been in all sorts of. Yes, he was in. Mortal well, they Kombat. both been in Star Trek. Jeffrey Combs right. has been in so many Star yeah. Trek. Yeah. Lots of and he's Trek. still yeah. active. He's still doing oh, yeah. stuff. He still has movies coming out next year. So, hey, good on him. He he plays a really fun villain in this. Um, Jeffrey Combs is one of those actors that brings something to everything he does. He's got he gets compared to the Bruce Campbell a lot, but I don't think he's quite. I don't think he quite uh, hams it up the way that Bruce Campbell does. I didn't. Bruce Campbell's a talented dude, and I don't want to think that. Uh, I'm cutting down on him in any way, but he's more comedic. Jeffrey Combs. Yeah. yeah. Jeffrey Combs brings this, like he's an actor that even in a movie that kind of falls short of expectations is always enjoyable to watch. I guess that's really where, where I'm going with it. He brings something to the movie that, um, some gravitas that doesn't, <laughs> it may not have just based on its script, its direction, its other things, but he's, he's always a joy in movies, but you know, you, you say that and I'm, I might, I feel like so, thus far, I'm going to be the controversial one here, but this is his weakest performance I've ever seen him in. Like I was actually quite just, dis- I'm like, wow, not even Jeffrey Combs can save this movie. In my opinion, <laughs> like he seemed I don't think- bored as fuck. I am even... not gonna disagree with you as much as you might think. Um, okay, cool. I enjoy, but but yeah, I it's not my one of my favorite of his performances, and I thought just going into what the premise of the movie was that it might be, but yeah, right. Because anyway. um, yeah. I mean, that being said, I want to say this quickly because we mentioned Bruce Campbell. Like, I would love to see in my own fan world because Jeffrey Combs works. He just does a great job as a charismatic like villain or antagonist of some kind. He just does a great job. Uh, mm. I would love to see a movie where Bruce Campbell is Sherlock Holmes and Jeffrey Combs is his Moriarty. Like, <laughs> ooh. Right? Because it's yeah, like Bruce Campbell is Sherlock Holmes, whatever. That. But Moriarty played by Jeffrey Combs is like, this is going to be great. Oh, I think he, yeah, yeah. He'd be a good Moriarty. Mm-hmm. I could pick yeah. a better Bruce. I, I Honestly, I love Bruce Campbell, but I could pick a better Holmes. But I would definitely see, yeah. I just want to see those two in a weird scenario (laughs) like that. Yeah, that would be fun. I'm not saying he would make a good Holmes. I'm just saying, like, that level of B-movie where you're like, ah, what the fuck? He played a a fucking... This is is Campbell playing uh, an Elvis who fought mummified cowboys. So, I mean, why not? 
Oh yeah, and um, that's his, that's to me that's his career performance. It's fantastic. That, that is. Sorry, sorry, Joe. We we we, <laughs> we 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 went into fan fiction territory. Let's go it, back. It's to... okay. It's okay. So <laughs> I one of the so there there are some kind of amusing things about here. Cabal is is a really odd villain, but yes. he's really fun to watch because he's he, a pretty great villain. He yeah. brings his essential oils to everywhere that he goes, and that's cool. <laughs> he always carries his Were case you, around, and it's full of he, essential oils. And we kept making jokes when we were watching it. Uh, my <laughs> yeah. girl, my fiance, and I were making jokes about like, uh, like this dude totally shops at uh, Whole Foods. Like, oh, look yeah. at him <laughs> and his fucking hemp fucking outfit and his fucking, uh, uh, fuck, what are they called? Oakley fucking sunglasses. Well, and then he's, there's the the obligatory. I'm the... oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, that's fine. Uh, he's also got a, a number of really great kind of cheesy villain lines that he does really well with. <laughs> a favorite of mine I did write down is, I'm going to drink your blood and dine on your flesh, and it will taste sweet. <laughs> Just, um, But Brian Thompson's delivery of, like, that that's a really hammy villain line, right? And uh, his delivery of stuff is, is fantastic. It so. is. And, and the, the, he's got his two little minions, right? One is... It's like the only. Okay, I, I, let me back up. We we were talking a moment ago about how this was clearly started as a Marvel film. It was mm. supposed to be a PG thirteen Doctor Strange movie, and when that fell through, Charles Band went fuck it. We're going full full moon here. Yeah, <laughs> and made it art. So notice that the only characters that swear are Cabal's minions, especially the guy. Oh, he yeah. swears so fucking much. To a point where he reminds me of, like, the third grade kid that first learned the word fuck. And now yeah, they say, say it in everywhere. In everything. Yeah, where it's almost obnoxious. So he does that. and then So me. Me as a third grader. Yeah, I can fucking see that. <laughs> and, and, and then you've got his girlfriend who is like, I'm willing to do anything for Cabal to include be chosen and have a nude scene. So she's yeah, got a nude scene. Goal. Where she just gets a something burned into her face anyway, you know, it, it, does, it, it yeah. doesn't work out in her favor at all. But it, you know, it, that's the you can tell those are things that were shoehorned in, right? Because they just to make don't it more of a full fit. moon movie, right? Exactly, and I, I guess it's funny because listening, Ryan, just from your perspective, you're talking about like worst thing. This Jeffrey Combs can't even save this with this performance. Honestly, I was impressed. With Jeffrey Combs in this, um, really, I, I actually was because I, when I started watching this, going, oh, he's supposed to play a hero type. All I ever see him in is like creepy villain. Um, <laughs> so can he pull off likable? And knowing like he's essentially is Doctor Strange from 1992, essentially, uh, he played it off better than I was worried, better than I feared. Yeah, so well, I, I, was a bit I would say his characterization is generally likable in this movie. Um, he could have played this character a little. He could have been like a little less, uh, even in character, a little less like. Um, yeah. But he seems pretty comfortable being social with people and <laughs> pretty uh -huh. comfortable just coming right out being like, "I'm a wizard from another dimension." Like, well, come on, there's guys, a couple let me of lines, like, you know, when he makes the comment about like. When when the woman uh, when Samantha his one of his neighbor and yeah. neighbor says something about like uh, it must have been fun in New York City a hundred years ago and his response is it was and then he catches himself because he's like yeah I've been here for centuries for a hundred years 
Um, that actually, again, I'm putting it in the full context of like it's 1992 and it's full moon. Yeah. Like that was delivered better than it should have been for this package. Well, I mean, uh-huh. it's Jeffrey Combs. Jeffrey Combs. See, I think that talented, talented one. He really dude is. Like, yeah. <laughs> this this but. is where I think that's where it is. Is like I'm not used to like watching the full moon. Like I've seen. Oh, my bar's really of, low for full. Yeah, moon. I was gonna say like when you're like you know he's doing fine, and I'm like oh dude he's like a one dimensional like straight out of like a cheesy comic book level of superheroism you know where he's just like uh righteous i took an oath to protect these people but he's not even saying it like he is like i'm protect the oath to save these people like he doesn't do anything like that like characteristic like uh, of like jeffrey combs can do that shit like i've seen him do so many fucking different things i've watched him a lot in deep space nine mm-hmm. he plays so many fucking characters in deep space yeah. nine well, where it's just like, like frighteners and where there's fri- oh my god frighteners holy shit yeah but that's what i mean is this like you can see him really take a character and make it a character well um, i mean let's, where let's be honest with this it, you know what uh, and in jeffrey in jeffrey's defense jeffrey combs really only plays one character and Eric, you know what I'm talking about. And that's Dr. Herbert West. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything else is a weekend vacation. But <laughs> I am fairly certain that if I ever were to have the privilege of meeting Jeffrey Combs, hint, hint, um, I would <laughs> expect to meet Dr. Herbert West. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, would be I think surprised that's... if something else showed up. Because that's who I'm expected to meet. Well, I mean, that's probably his role, at least in the realm of, like, his B-movies and horror movies and kind of, like, the his cinematic roles. That's his iconic role, right? That's his most popular film. and um, But he's got this kind of whole other fandom being, you know, because there's a heavy involvement with Star Trek and Babylon 5, so, like, the sci-fi kind of stuff, too. And I think that there's a whole other group of people that know him from that as well. That's and, me. Uh, I'm raising my hand. I'm yeah. like, and, oh, my and, God, and, I've seen him play so many different characters. Yeah, and he does. He really has, like, a very diverse um, group like, of characters that he can play and, and well play well. But. Well, yeah, and he's doing it under, like, so much prosthetic where after yep. a while where I'm just, oh, my God, that's Jeffrey Combs. Like, where I didn't even realize, like, that, that hat, the voice, like, that's him. But you, I was never sure, but there's always something. But, yeah, but with this one, it, the, this, like, honestly, my, my I was excited to watch this movie because I'm like, yes, I want to see Jeffrey Combs be Doctor Strange. That seems perfect. Then watching it going <laughs> like, well, that, this is the most disappointing part. I don't feel like he was, like, I don't know if he was given it. Or or what whatever it was like, I don't think he was given his best performance. Like I really well, think he can be an interesting sorcerer type hero. I just don't think this was it. That's where well, my I think my, you hit hit is. the nail earlier when you said that he was kind of playing you know a stereotypical in the box nineteen eighties superhero type performance. And I think I mean, I have a feeling from from the get go that that that's kind of an intentional choice. Um, I think they were very deliberate with what kind of movie they wanted to make. Yeah. And even when they lost the Doctor Strange property, I think they were still very much that they wanted to make something that was decidedly a comic book adventure movie or you know, um, 
And that's that's evident in everything from his performance as the Doctor Strange type character to the way that the villains are characterized as just kind of yeah. over the top. And, you know, so, so they borrowed all these elements from from especially like if you've read a lot of 80s comic books and we're not talking Alan Moore, but like the more, you know, stereotypical. Um, the cheap pages. It's, yeah. yeah, it's uh I think they've they've kind of borrowed those cliches and it just kind of really like laid them on heavy in this film, and just Full Moon Entertainment's got kind of its shtick. It's uh, if you've seen a few of those movies, you kind of you kind of know what you're in for, and that's uh, it's going to be yeah. a you know eighty minutes of decent you know decent entertainment that's ultimately forgettable. <laughs> like that's kind of how I feel like most of my Full Moon viewing entertainments have gone, but. That's a much nicer way of putting it than I ex- probably would have um, said. But I, you know, I will, I will agree. I will say, like, minus like the Batman, Tim Burton's at that time. Like most superhero movies were cheesy and weird, and they didn't know how to do it. It's not like today where they actually do like, oh hey, it turns out comic book characters actually have a lot of depth, <laughs> and yeah. we can we can pull from that. Oh yeah, um, I I would say if you look at other other Marvel properties, and for as a disclaimer, I love the the Marvel Studios Marvel films. They're a lot of fun. I love watching them, but I also like pointing out how hey, Marvel didn't start out doing great films. They started out making shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is, well, it, like this period of time, they were obviously shopping their contracts out to anybody who had an interest anybody. in making them. I mean, like Roger, Roger Corman made, made, yeah. made a New World Pictures. Yeah. New World, yeah. New sorry. World had, had the rights to Fantastic Four, and I've seen the Roger Corman Fantastic. I own a bootleg yeah, of it, here. and it's not good, but it's also... Yeah. Honestly, it reminds it's, it's, me a lot of what they're doing here. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> like it, it really does. It's this is no worse than that was. This is also probably better than the fantastic. Not the um. So you see, me the Captain America movie that came out within a few within ten years of this. Yeah. It's also better than the uh, Spider Man uh, TV, TV series, series? TV that series was on in the seventies, but not the one in yeah. Japan. That's a whole different fucking. That's a whole uh, different that's a whole thing. Different thing. <laughs> If you want to hear the review of that, check out TV Junkyard. There you go. I was going for the plug, and I'm gr- I'm glad you grabbed it. Um, <laughs> so I would say that this is up there with like, honestly. Okay, let me let me put it this way. Let me put it this way, Ryan. Which yes. would you rather watch, the Ang Lee Hulk movie, or Doctor or Doctor Mordred? It's, the, the pause <laughs> makes it like this is it really does. because they're they're both kind of Jeopardy bored. music in there. They're both kind of born in their own fucking respects. But <laughs> I will be honest, it would probably be the Ainley one only because I get to watch the performance of um. Wow, how do I, I forgot the actor's name? The guy who played the Eric, bad Eric Bana. Oh no, Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. Okay, it's yeah. Like okay, Nick it has Nolte an Nolte factor. I'll give you that. that. It has yeah, an ultimate so factor. You, you chose, chose, cho- choose again. You can ask me again. No, 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 no. I, I respect <laughs> your choice, and I respect you yeah. being wrong in your choice. Because oh, come I'm taking, on, Hulk, I'm taking Hulk Ang- punches Hulk, a dog but... in the nuts. Come on, man. He does, but it doesn't have a astrally projected, possessed Tyrannosaurus Rex skeleton fight an American mastodon. That's the only cool thing about this that movie. Is true. That was fucking, fucking cool. It. It's, but, it's but it's epic also and weird. Great. 
It's also weird because they just literally during the fucking we're already jumping to the fucking climax of this movie because that's all this movie has is this yeah, climax. It's, it's yeah, that's pretty much um, the, the high but point. I do I do want to go back to the dialogue with the with the gatekeeper and shit. But um Oh, that was great. That was interesting. It was funny. It was funny. Yeah. And I'm like it's not supposed to be in certain aspects, but I I enjoyed it. Um it's like getting punched. It's like a dog getting punched in the nuts by the Hulk. Uh, I don't think I'm supposed to enjoy it as much as I did. But the, the okay, the the fucking dinosaurs fighting was great. The stop animation mm-hmm. was like this is fun. But that being said, I'm like I'm also watching like a 40 minute long movie, no, an hour long movie that feels like 80 because of how long it drags. I was looking forward to some kind of fucking excitement. I'll take whatever I can fucking get. And then before you know it, you're watching both the villain and the hero doing the exact same shit. They're just watching the dinosaurs fight. They're not even fighting each other. <laughs> They're watching it go on. Like, that's that's where the movie was at. I mean, fuck, even one of the dudes gets killed, by, which made no sense to me why Mordred just let that happen. And like, okay, maybe I should intervene and bring out a fucking uh, mammoth skeleton to fight this T-Rex. But Mastodon. even the fucking other secondary, whatever, <laughs> paleontologist fucking... Did you did Dude, you I let you slide by calling them both dinosaurs twice. Give me that. Never. I would let I let it slide that you you tried to defend this movie. Um so <laughs> so we're even. So it's one of those things where like even the fucking security guard is watching these two prehistoric uh mammoths. I'm not I meant that away, as like the actual term of like something being gigantic, and I don't know why it slipped. I think it's the second beer in me. I blame the Robert the Brute. Anyway, so <laughs> he even he's just fucking standing there and just watch like sitting there and watching these fucking things fight. Everyone's just watching these things fight, except for what's her face in the back of the fucking park watching Mordred's fucking body, and she's like, maybe he did kill those people. You know what I mean? Like she is the worst. Can we talk about her character? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> She was the fucking worst criminal analyst of all time. First off, like, <laughs> credibility of, like, yeah, I'm going to join this dude's lectures where he talks about, like, we should start considering the mythical aspect. Yep, this isn't science. I'm going to have to fucking leave now. <laughs> and then furthermore, like, every bit of evidence points to that he's probably involved in this thing. She goes, no, he's my landlord. I totally trust him. Yeah, he, like, he let me into anything. his weird apartment and... Yeah. yeah, he has a crow named Edgar. Everything's great. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't look like a guy who would reanimate a deadhead. Okay, first no. of all, Your Jesus Christ. Okay, they're not <laughs> dinosaurs. One was a T-Rex, one was an American Mastodon. Neither one of them are mammoths. And that was a I'm raven, doing the not a crow. I'm motion right now as we speak. It so, was a yeah. raven, yeah. It was a raven. Right. Which I think you would get the Edgar, you know, thing, but... I mean, hey, they're all the right. same. Oh, God damn it. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Joe, you know that feeling? You know that feeling between between your brows, like between the eyes, that, that tension that you're getting as I speak? That's how I felt watching the dialogue of this fucking film. Okay, so <laughs> I, I I would I would challenge you and we won't do a maybe I'll ask you in a follow up at some point. I challenge okay. you to watch more full moon movies for research oh, yes. purposes. <laughs> and tell me if this is that bad. Okay, yeah. well, your, your challenge is this. You're like, sure, my shit stinks, but I want you to approach every porta potty on a hot, 
summer afternoon at a at a rock show and then tell me as you okay, smell okay. each one well, let, does no, mine smell worse <laughs> let, let's put it this way probably tommy not you know tommy was so yes I'm okay aware. okay you know tommy was so what if you found out tommy was so made a movie that didn't make you want to rip your facial hair off <laughs> you'd be like holy shit Tommy was so made a movie that made me not want to rip my facial hair off. That's well, this. And, and that earns some here, credit. What we're talking about here is is expectations. And that, I think, Joe and I walking into this movie being fully aware yeah. of Charles Band and Full Moon and then what we're getting into. And me going, have like, a certain I like Jeffrey set, Combs. Yeah. yeah, have a certain set of expectations of what we're going to get into. So that can kind of sway what your general you know yeah end product like review or like what you feel about a movie because you're comparing it with you know other films of either better performances like by the main know. actor and better <laughs> yeah i mean yeah that can't be helped i don't think if you've seen you know jeffrey combs and a lot of stuff but um i mean you're yeah i think yeah what was the other charles band oh we did a, a were you on? No, I don't remember if you were part of it or not, Ryan, but we did the... That was probably, I think, before you started reviewing with us, but the Prehysteria movie we did, which is a Charles yeah. Band movie. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Um, right. It's on Tubi. I, it's funny, Eric, you brought that up. I was literally just Googling it to make sure it's still on Tubi. Oh, yeah. Because, Ryan, <laughs> watch Full Moon, which, though, this was their family spin, so it yeah, was, it was not Full Moon, but it's Moonbeam. Moonbeam. Yeah, which is their family label. Watch Prehysteria. It's a dinosaur puppet movie. It's a dinosaur puppet movie, <laughs> and then tell me that 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 Doctor Mordred's worse. That's what. Oh, we're and by the from. way, I loved Prehysteria growing up. Just thought it was great. So. I like I like when the I defense six. I like the defense of this so far, and the, the like the direction pointed towards me is like, hey, this was a piece of shit, but it wasn't that bad of a piece of shit, and it's just like, what? but that doesn't change my argument. <laughs> this. Like, I would say I this is not would... the best. This is not the best Jeffrey Combs performance. And I'm not no. saying I needed it to be the best one, but I will say, out of the ones that I've seen, this is probably the most boring one. I won't say worse, because I don't want to. I don't want to offend any people. Any, okay. Okay. No, no, no. There's but no it's offense. It's all about the listening, Jeffrey. We are just but hoping that worst. our listeners will listen to all three of us, and then they'll like. I agree. I think I I think like Ryan. I think like Eric. I think <laughs> like Joe. And they'll mm-hmm. go from there. It's the diversity oh. of the junkyard. <laughs> it's the, it is. Yes. It is. Oh. We have three we don't perspectives have fun of white men. I mean, what more do you need? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. You, you think? Obviously, don't need let me any put it other this, perspectives. Let me put it this way: We're watching this with my fiance, uh, I'm being the nice one, like. <laughs> but I will say the this movie isn't fucking Transylvania. Uh, fucking god forbid the rest of the fucking title like this is not one of the worst things um that we have watched on this like which like my my fiance and i still had fun making fun of this movie we could still have fun with this movie i don't want to get i don't i would still suggest this to people but it is like god it is borderline getting close to like that kind of level of like this isn't bad enough to be good but once you whip out like the supernatural scenes, like, and let's get let's get to House on the Rock. <laughs> um, but the thing is, is like they this movie that's that's what this movie does. Like it does build up a lot of cool, exciting ideas and 
doesn't just not deliver on them, but just like does so in a pathetic way. I'm like, oh, that we get like two seconds of those demons we kept fucking hearing about. Oh, they got sealed up right, right away. Um, Dude, there could have been at, more at, of that. At, this at movie should have had more of that. Man, first of all, let, let me. This movie had a budget of two million dollars. No, this movie had a budget estimated. of twenty dollars. No, Most two million dollars. This movie had an estimate of two billion dollars. You had to pay Brian Thompson. You had to pay Jeffrey Combs. That was it. And then they're okay. like, "Well, and, fuck." And, now we gotta and make a movie. At the end of the movie, when the aforementioned reanimated skeletons of the T-Rex and the Mastodon get done fighting, and they just collapse and break. Spoiler alert. That T-Rex skull cast. I know what those cost. That was a significant 3. chunk 4 of the million budget. dollars. <laughs> no, but I, it was literally That's in the, the thousands. Yeah. That scene probably that one stop motion scene, and the few props they had associated with it probably were a, a, actually a very significant portion of this budget. Yeah, the special effects, and you could tell by the way the rest of the movie, and and you're not wrong, Ryan, that the rest of the movie just kind of is a bunch of see, series of scenes of people talking, <laughs> like not much else. For Most special of it effects. is Most of the movie takes place in a police station. Sunk. Yes. Sunk yes. All of, That's yeah, what I was it's, it's bizarrely say. a cop Most movie. Most of the movie takes place like, in a police station. Uh-huh. I meant to mention that, uh-huh. <laughs> but it uh, they definitely sunk most of their budget into that climax, and it, and it works. The climax is great, but it's really the only moment that's worth you know you do walk away from this movie remembering or that's worth talking about. I also like agree with Ryan in the fact that there's a bunch of like missed opportunities here. Oh, like you, the demons and the things crawling in from the other universe. Like there's this great moment where the, the, that door comes down and all these like weird little creatures start crawling out. And then all of a sudden it's like two seconds later, it's like, oh, they're crawling back in and the door is closed. And there's all that. So there's that whole other like unexplored aspect of this whole thing. I don't know whether like, they thought they were going to go on to make more of these or not or something. But I'm just saying um, there's been a lot of great movies with a shitty budget that have been that have done well. Yes. And this is not one of them. Like, they could have totally did, like, a jaw situation. Like, let's have a fucking spiritual element, like a haunting, and we bring in this, this fucking spiritual person. Don't tell him his, don't tell people his backstory. Let the mystery fucking sit there and, like, really fucking, like, fucking seep into there. Like, really I, make this character uh, interesting and mysterious. But we didn't. We got, like, this weird, like, flashbacky. Like kids and blue, ro- it's so much going on. I I think that's in a way what they were and trying so for with the the demons behind the the sealed shield thing. I mean, um, I think they were trying to build up to like all the le- unleashing this evil onto Earth and everything. And so I think they were just working within their budget. Like when they did show them, it was semi interesting stop motion animation. Okay, um, I would like to see more of. I would have liked to see more of that in the film. I would yes, too. That's I would too, and I think, but I think they were going for a Jaws type thing, where it was like a big reveal at the end. This is what could be unleashed. I think that's what they are going for: is they want you to want more of that. Right. I, I but, think yeah. they were hoping. I. It sounds like they were hoping this would turn into more. Um, mm-hmm. That they were were kind of. I think hoping that they. I mean, shit. They did sequels with Doll Man in Full Moon. Oh yeah. I'm surprised they didn't. I mean, just at the the way that that company worked and uh, the way they kind of pushed things out, and they they were really into franchising their stuff. I, I'm shocked that he, even if this wasn't successful, that there wasn't 
They're uh, still making Puppet Master movies. Yeah, absolutely. But (laughs) I'm just saying, though, like, I mean, you're saying, like, you know, maybe that's what they were going for. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, not really. Like, in the cheapest way, if that is the case, like, you they could have done better, but I, I get it. Like this is a pr- certain production company that I'm not fully aware of that apparently make trash. Um, that's not great. <laughs> I say that saying that I've seen the ex, some of the puppet master fucking movies. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's one of those things. It's like, yeah, well, I'm also the same person who goes when someone's like, yeah, Marvel studio made a movie. It's going to be great. And I'm like, I don't just because it's a Marvel Disney movie doesn't mean it's going to be great. <laughs> like, yeah, you can't win that argument with some people, but I agree. I know, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, same goes for this. It's like just because like a studio is known for making crap, and this is less crappy than their other crap, doesn't mean it's crap, not crap. And like, that's where I'm at with it. I'm that. That's 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 who I represent. That's my that's my pie. Like like Joe and Eric both said. Like we all represent like a certain nature, and that's why this triad works and creates episodes of conflict it's just like we don't hate each other <laughs> like that angry it's just like i have a different point of view <laughs> that's it well yeah. wasn't robot jocks was robot jocks a full moon movie I what the fuck so. is robot jocks <laughs> yeah i think robot jocks was uh yeah, at least charles man i don't remember if it was empire or um it's Stu- Stuart Gordon. Yeah, it was a Charles Band movie. I don't think it was. It was Trans World Entertainment, so it wasn't Full Moon. It was right before. Oh, full okay. Moon. I know Stu Gordon directed, but I was mm-hmm. thinking it did have something to do with. Um, well, Charles full Band moon, was producer. Was a producer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. why. Yeah. Well, and then they did Robot Wars in Full Moon, and that was essentially the same kind of thing, right? Big <laughs> giant. Well, just, and Full like Full the... Moon one hundred percent knew how to latch onto something and just you know, I get every I... drop out of it it possibly could. I will say, as as we're having this conversation, I feel like this the fact that we're having these conversations and less about what we actually watched in this movie furthers <laughs> my point true. about well, what this movie is, is they talked a lot in an apartment well, or at a police station. There was those cool the... uh, prehistoric monsters going at it, and then that was it. Yeah, I was going to say, we brought up very briefly, but we could, we could kind of end on the... the the idea that the Doctor Strange movie that Full Moon was going to produce uh, became some kind of a weird police procedural movie for most of its running time <laughs> is kind yeah. of a strange decision. But I have a feeling that's probably just just knowing what Marvel was doing at the time, this kind of stuff that they were that they weren't producing, but that they were like allowing people to produce with their characters, doesn't seem that strange. Be if you know if you have you know look at some of the other stuff they were doing captain america movie that's contemporary the fantastic four movie that's contemporary that we mentioned i don't know they were uh i think just excited that people wanted to make movies out of their characters i don't think they could have ever grasped the idea that this would one day become like a big big time entertainment machine like it has i think i think you're right there is that to be considered i'm just saying that jeffrey combs deserves to be a doctor strange villain in the future yeah probably never gonna happen they could do better but oh, I would agree totally. He needs to be either either he's nightmare, or even Misfisto. Can you see Jeffrey Comb as a Misfisto? I kind of want to. Kind of could, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a weird weaselly man working for a greater evil, but he in himself is not without his power of manipulation. Like that's all he had. Like totally. 
I mean, he's he's certainly in you know a fair amount of things, but I would love to see him break that barrier into like the the he big des- time, like the Marvel kind of stuff. That would be yeah, great, he de- but... he deserves better. Is where I'm at. Like that's where I'm. That's where I really sit. Honestly, that's the biggest sin that I have with this movie. Is like, damn it, Jeffrey Combs was gonna do something that's not something he normally does, and it didn't work. And I don't want to blame him. I do think he did with whatever the material was given and and whatever and whatever creative control that he may have had. Because I feel like he could have done better if more so. But I feel like there might have been a lot more going on where he just didn't have the heart in it. Because I see that in his eyes. I'm like, he can make a lot of cool things out of nothing. That's not what I saw here. So there was something like this. This seemed like a obligation. That's how I read it. That I couldn't unsee it. And I was well, really him. fucking trying to sell this to my fiance. Like, like, oh my God, it's Jeffrey Combs. This is going to be fucking great. And then like she said at the end, she's like, I'm not going to lie to you. I was not sold on Jeffrey Combs. <laughs> and I'm like, well, nope. Yeah, I this did would not. not be my movie to show people, I suppose, if that's uh, yeah. going to be the first. I, I would go with either the original Reanimator or the Masters of Horror episode. Yeah, I was going to bring that one up. Black Cat. Yeah, yeah, I will. I will say that neither she... of those are going to happen with my fiance. She is not <laughs> um, for the horror element. Um, but Black but Cat, she... he, in, in, right in the Black Cat, he plays Edgar Allan Poe. Okay. Yeah. Oh, dude, totally. He can. He's yeah, dead, very dead well. And in the movie Necronomicon, he plays H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. <laughs> so. But but like I said, she she's the one who introduced me to Deep Space Nine. We've seen Jeffrey Combs in Deep Space Nine. It's yes, just yes. like like. Yeah. So, I mean, there is the better performance. She just doesn't remember them because she doesn't know. She doesn't graft on to a person wearing makeup as much as I would. Mm-hmm. Um, so that being sure. said, that that's what this movie is. It's like this movie could have and should have been better than I was hoping for. But like you guys said, I'm not used to this production value. Um, I don't think that makes me wrong. So I guess but, Ryan, no. since it you're makes already, me Ryan, an alien. I, I, I mean, respect in everything you're saying. Do you want to lead us in since you're kind of already there? Do you want to lead us in with like what your grade would be? Ah, oh, God, it's 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 tough. I will say, like, if you watch this movie, it's the first. The intro itself tells you what this movie's gonna be, and it, that it's not well thought through. And by that, I mean, like, the fucking intro is just a slow pan through his fucking, like, lab, uh, library with the most action-based music imaginable. I'm like, that's what this movie is. It's just, it's 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 boring pacing, but thrown in together in a way to try to trick you to think that it's more action-y than it actually is. And it's and it's yeah. not. It's, 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 ah, oh God, it sucks. I don't want to give it this grade, but I actually give it a D. Like, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. That's where this conflict is. Like, I know how I've been presenting myself, but that's just the natural things flowing out of me. I And I think that I need to make note of that. Like, I'm trying not to be hard I, on this. You know, no, the movie got but you it how is. it got you. It, yeah, that is fine. what it is. Like, it totally is, is. There's better... Uh, versions of uh, of a superhero sorcerer genre. There's better performances by Jeffrey Combs, uh, even the other fucking dude, th- who was fun to a degree, but you only get like, honestly, like what oh, five minutes oh, of him totally in this yeah, movie. He's cheesy as hell. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't. But he doesn't even get quite, that much. You know. He doesn't. No, it's like what is the majority of this movie? Who the fuck knows? I definitely know what that fucking police station looks like. Apparently. <laughs> 
uh, <laughs> and police in the 90s still shoot just as much people uh, with like the weakest fucking justifiable like causes all time. One shot per white person, though. That's that's what I noticed in this fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, look, they shot this guy just in the leg. That's great. And he was just carrying a knife. Whatever. Anyways, that's political. We could just edit that part out. Uh, no, this movie is just, um, it's not as, it, it didn't sell me as much. I was excited for it. Like, Joe, this was a Joe pick, and I pushed for it. Like, yes, do this. And that's what sucked for me. It's like, oh. It's fucking Conquest all over again. But at least Conquest had something. Oh, Conquest was fantastic, just not in the way you thought. No, God, it was horrifying, <laughs> but, like, it it fucking had conversations, and it was fun to talk about. But this one is just, like, this one had, was fun to talk about, too, and, and just, it was interesting. Okay, I'm done. I yield my time. Okay, Eric, Eric, what do you think? So we got Ryan well, and a D. What do you think? This one... I don't know. To me, it's it's a pretty stereotypical Full Moon Productions movie. And, and, and of course, there are some of those that, and don't get me wrong, I don't want to totally, like, rag on Full Moon. I love a couple of their movies, just, and, and in general, I find the entertainment value of anything Full Moon really great because it's somewhat predictable. It's going to be a pretty much charming, decent enough B-film that will generally be forgettable, <laughs> but not bad. And, um... The only thing really going for this one's the Dino Bones fight that we keep going back to. I think Jeffrey Combs was fine in this. Um, I'm not quite as down on him as Ryan was, but I don't think there's anything about this character itself that like elevates this material to something that's that's you know beyond like I said, generally just forgettable B movie fun. This is kind of what I think of as being like a late night movie channel movie from when I was a kid. This you know you'd. You'd have your your obligatory like nude scene you'd be waiting for, and then you'd have your obligatory like climax special effects sci-fi scene you were waiting for, and that's really all you expected out of the movies. And this one delivers on those fronts, but it's not a great movie. Um, I don't know. I think I'd give it a C plus. Maybe man, I'm just gonna go with a C. I don't even know if it gets the plus, but I think it's just middle of the road. That makes sense. So I had. Uh, like I said, I'd never seen this before. I knew of the the skeletal. See, I'm not even going to say dino bones because I'm fucking sophisticated. Oh, yeah, I did that. Um, didn't I? <clears throat> oh wait, but wait, wait to stroke your bone there, sir. Oh, right, <laughs> and I get to ever, choose whether ever, it's a T Rex or so a gentle. mastodon. If anyone's ever called you humble, <laughs> <laughs> they God. were wrong. No, they um, were very fucking wrong. Very wrong. No, um, I I had. That that scene was in every trailer for whether it was this movie or whether it was just for a trailer for Full Moon Entertainment, which if you ever rented a VHS tape of Full Moon, uh, whether it was Puppet Master or Demonic Toys or Dollman or Dollman versus Demonic Toys or whatever, they would advertise the shit out of themselves in featurettes before the movie, after the movie. It was nuts. So I saw the Mastodon fight a T-Rex scene dozens of times and i always thought it was pretty well done and this was 1992 so even looking at this 93 94 the age of jurassic park terminator seat term to cgi you know um it was surpassing that this still looked pretty good i didn't understand the doctor strange connection when i was 10 nor would i probably have cared um but honestly so when i really sat down to watch this i was expecting the regular full moon shit show and was surprised that it was 
coherent. And that says a lot about Full Moon Entertainment, I guess. But, you know, I, <laughs> I actually enjoyed watching this one. And beyond the Dino Bones scene, I... I think because I was watching this fully waiting for like, I, I maybe I was just tricking myself into thinking, all right, so what parts of this would have been in a doc? How would this have been as a Doctor Strange movie? And considering also what comic book movies were like in the early 90s, I thought this was on par with quite a lot of the other fodder that was out there. It wasn't great, but I wasn't looking for great. I think as I was going into Full Moon, I know I'm not going to get great. I'm going to get Full Moon. And wow, this is actually among the better in the catalog of Full Moon. It's a B-movie. The acting is wooden and stilted. The effects are laughably bad. Um, with the exception of some rather cheesy looking, but, but you know, amusing and lovable stop motion animation throughout some parts here and there. Um, I actually had a lot of fun watching this movie because I knew what I was getting into. Not knowing the movie, I knew the style, I knew the, the production company. I'm going to give this one a B. It is the quintessential B movie to me. Yeah. Wow. So we have a fucking it, range, gentlemen. We have a B, a C, and a D. Range. Um, and I and I totally I, see where you all are coming from from your perspectives. It's amazing. Wouldn't it be great if the election we just had turned out this way? <laughs> I'm um, gonna leave it vague like that because yeah. we don't know <laughs> right now. Don't. Um, no. Yeah, it, you bring up an interesting point that I I surprised we didn't get to talking about a little bit more, and that's Full Moon Entertainment and um, kind of like the straight to video market and just kind of like this whole phenomenon of stuff that you know didn't get much theatrical play, you know, outside of major markets and just was really relying on that straight to video. Um, market, but I think Full Moon was one of the first companies to really get into this thing, and maybe it's because they lost this contract, this Doctor Strange, the rights to Doctor Strange or whatever, um, and and Corman had the same thing happen in a couple of situations, but I'm pretty sure these companies invented what's come to be known as the Mockbuster, um, and companies, the current companies that, were, that kind of own the streaming realm on this kind of stuff, like the Asylum, um, have, and, this, and sci-fi productions as well has made a mint on this kind of stuff like literally making carbon copies <laughs> you know cheap carbon copies of whatever's popular at the time be it Marvel movies um, whatever you know giant monster movies sci-fi is pumping out but um, so they're, they're, they're innovators in a way and this movie itself I think is probably one of the first titles I can think of going back in my own personal history of something that might be considered a quote unquote mockbuster if you know what that that term means so mm -hmm. um, just a thought wow okay so quite quite and I, I think that's valid too because I mean I remember watching full moon movies knowing these aren't the top of the line but I also even as a kid knew there was something lower than this that was usually Gar Roger Corman you know <laughs> um, they're all a shitload of fun but, but not they, always they, they, but usually not good like I yeah some of them are so bad that it takes away from the fun because it's really a chore to get through this one personally and maybe it's just because of what i was exposed to with look you're talking to somebody who's pretty much seen the entire subspecies full moon series and that wasn't by choice <laughs> it was because my wife wanted to and so we did and those are god-awful terrible um this was a lot of fun um, especially also knowing this is what 
kind of early 90s Doctor Strange would have looked like, yep, that's on par with everything else in Marvel. So I, I, maybe I'm giving it an unfair pass. Um, because, no, the, the effects are bad. The story is kind of lame. There's not a lot of action. The effects are bad. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I get it. I totally get it. But considering that it's Full Moon, good for you, Full Moon, you actually made one that was watchable <laughs> and kind of fun. And it was fun to make fun of in a loving way. I could see watching this one again, actually. This think... movie this movie is worthy of anybody who wants to just have a riff night with friends. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's perfect. It's perfect for that. And it ends with a good, like, a, a fun fucking climax it, with just yeah. that one scene. Like, so it's one of those movies. Um, yeah. That Other than that, though, like, don't watch this by yourself, like Joe, with glee and popcorn um and a hard on i'm, I'm not saying i'm gonna go do hey. that i'm also not ruling it out you know <laughs> this thing's free <laughs> this thing's free loose. on tubi so i mean it's, it's not like you're gonna lose anything on it right. of course there are probably better movies free on tubi as well but hey and you, depending you on worse. and depending on how this election actually went uh once again pre-recorded uh uh, our pandemic might be going on a lot longer than we ever anticipated. All, all I can say about the election. Order, so. All I can say about the election Watch is wow. Wow, can you guys believe that with the election? That that was just wow. It's I am really both something, surprised and not surprised. I know I'm surprised, <laughs> but I shouldn't have been because really it was all pretty obvious that that's the way it was going to go down. Yeah, and, I'm uh, not saying a word. Yeah, <laughs> the gorilla just, at the end was a bit alarming, but we're you know. we're we're just gonna roll with this because this is what we have to roll with, and we'll we'll see how the bears do next season, because you know <laughs> it's about that fucking vague. So, <laughs> but uh, feeling good honestly, about that what I'd really that, like that to fridge know, meteor though, though. I'm feeling good what, about that fridge meteor. Oh, absolutely. And what I'd really like to know, though, is if any of our listeners have any thoughts on Dr. Mordred. Did you have a chance to watch this one? Had you seen it before? Please feel free to get a hold of us at the Video Junkyard Podcast at gmail.com with any of your questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms. You can also find us at Twitter at Video Junk Pod or on Facebook at the main Video Junkyard uh, Podcast Facebook page or the Video Junkyard Podcast Facebook group. You leave a comment, we'll read it on the air, and we'll be happy to uh, take any suggestions as well. And coming up on the Video Junkyard Podcast, we'll be checking out next week the 1990s, what I say, horror thriller? I'm not even sure. Sci-fi? I, it's not one I've actually seen, even though it's a pick of mine, but the movie Cube uh, we're going to check out. So one that um, has always eluded me, one I've always kind of wanted to see. Ryan, <laughs> thank you so Ryan. much for joining us tonight for this discussion on Dr. Mordred. I want to thank yeah. you. I want to thank you for inviting me, but we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> well played. <laughs> Otherwise, we want to thank everybody else for also listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast, and we hope that you will share your experience and share the podcast with your uh, with your loved ones and friends, or better yet, people you don't like. Feel free to share this around. And until next time, this is the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Joe Peterson. I'm Eric Branson. And I'm Ryan Seiskel saying those were dinosaurs fighting. Just to piss off Joe, one just twist that blade one one more bit. You son of a bitch. Bring it, bitch! Let's go! You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go? Go! 
stay on the road. Keep clear to the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash video junkyard podcast on Twitter at video junk pod and on Instagram as video junkyard podcast all one word want to thank you again for listening and keep digging who knows what treasures you'll find in the video junkyard Hello fellow time travelers, I'm Tony Witt with the Doctor Who Target Book Club podcast, the podcast in which we undertake the insert adjective here task of discussing in story order all of the Doctor Who novelizations. I'm joined by... Dalton Hughes. And by... Alison Fitzsafried. And we record our episodes twice a month. You're listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. Enjoy your travels. <laughs>